Well, hello and welcome back to Kimmel and Cox, your source for all things entertainment. I'm Keith Cox. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Dylan Kimmel. You can call me Betty. <laughs> uh, how was your weekend, Betty? <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. Well, I say that, but uh, it was actually... It was actually... Hold on. One second. We, we won't redo that. Let's not redo that again. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't have my mic on. My apologies. Um, it was it was good. It was. I mean, I worked and everything. It was the night shift, and um, yeah, night shift is not fun. Uh, no. Seven day work week. Jeez. Seven days. So, yeah. on top of editing these videos, I edit them and and. Yes, Just and he barely does, made it. And yes, and he does an amazing job despite uh, being so busy. But I definitely understand that uh, this this past week was a little crazy for me too. Uh, one of the the people that I work with uh, recently quit, and he mm. he was uh, he used to be one of our permanent night shift guys. Like he actually wanted to work night shift, which is rare. You know, how often do you find somebody that wants to work night shift? Well. Yeah. They ended up switching him to day shift uh, starting in January, and so he didn't like that and put his notice in, And but it left us short uh, mm. on night shift, so I ended up this past week having to uh, work night shift uh, three out of my five days, where normally I only work night shift uh, one day a week. So it's like three, three to midnight, yeah. uh, which is... Uh, it's not like the graveyard shift. It's not ov- overnight, uh, which I've done that before too, and that definitely sucks. Uh, but it's still, you know, it's still a pain. You know, it, it definitely makes it hard for you to to make plans and and to do things when you have to work that late. But uh, but did have some fun uh, this weekend. Uh, actually, uh, got a chance to uh, work on a, a little short film. Uh, quick, oh, yeah. just a quick little. Uh, you know, it was only it only took a couple of hours uh, of filming. Basically, it was like a, a cameo. Uh, mm. My uh, friend Ken Cravens, who I had worked with a few times before, and uh, he had directed me in a in a short film last year. Yeah, and uh, which was a Christmas movie where I played an elf, and uh, so he thought it would be funny to bring me in and sort of uh, sort of work as like an extra, like background or whatever, but sort of like a you know sort of like a featured extra or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, he thought it would be hilarious to uh, to actually. Uh, which completely out of place within the context of the of the scene, but he decided to uh, to put some elf ears on me and and like a like a <laughs> like an elf hat. Yeah, and uh, and they've just got you know got us in the background there. Cynthia actually joined me on that, uh, which you know mm-hmm. was fun because uh, as you know we met on a, a film set. Yeah, and but this was the first time that we had actually gotten to like interact with each other uh, as a couple. And so, did you all play like a couple in the cameo? Yeah, and, and so uh, so that worked out really good, and mm-hmm. uh, and he and he uh, he put some elf ears on her uh, as well too. So nah, that's so great. that's so that's gonna be uh, pretty funny, you know, just to get to like look in the background and be like, why are there like two elves uh, look at sitting those back elves there in the background there? They're... Oh, um, I also forgotten to mention I was in talks with uh, our friend, our actor friend Brittany. Uh, Brittany Saylor. Okay. Uh, she's 
and she's working on a little production with a, a group there, and I don't know how much I want to say just yet. Um, but uh, she she actually had me brought on as a writer for. I'll see how it goes. Um, it's funny because uh, she she was uh, telling the telling the guy. Um, I'm. I, I guess I'm. Uh, I, both both of us don't uh, like tooting our own horns on how, you know. But uh, I think even you have come across it before of people coming like, oh, they're great. They're really good. Yeah. You know, it's, giving you such high praise. And it's like, it for is. me personally, I'm, I'm kind of like, please, please, you're, you're going, don't, don't, don't feed my ego a little bit. It, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to it's take hard a to, compliment uh, yeah. sometimes. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, we, we, oh, she, she gave me high praise, uh, the, the, <laughs> uh, which, which was very flattering. It really was. Um, but uh, the guy says, uh, he said, uh, well, if the script is good, and she chimes in, oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> It'll be great. I've read his writing. It'll be really good. <laughs> yeah, I it is. It, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to uh, as nice as it is to hear, sometimes it can be difficult mm-hmm. to, because, to take uh, that in. Especially when, before you actually start working on something, you know, the uh, the fear comes in and you're thinking, can I do this? I don't know. Right. I don't know. The pressure, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we and we got into that a little bit on the, the interview that I had on, you know, Brandon's podcast mm-hmm. where they talked yeah. about, you know, they're like, you know, don't, it's like, don't be afraid to like, you know, kind of puff your chest up a little bit. If you, if you know you're talented, if you know you're good, there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. showing people, you know, what you've got and, and being proud which, of that. Which and, I think we both kind of question if we're actually good. Yeah. I mean, you're always like, because it's subjective, yeah. it's like, we can't, you know, like you kind of depend on other people to sort of gauge that for you. You know, you can't, you know, it's, you're not going to go around saying, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, I'm just great. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm the best, you know, actor, you know, that's come along in a long time or anything like that. I mean, yeah, it's there's a difference, I guess, in believing in yourself, you know, mm-hmm. which which we do. Uh, and then actually just really like, um, I guess, bragging on yourself or whatever. So, but, yeah. Uh, well, uh, speaking of subjective, this movie is kind of subjective. Oh goodness, yeah. What <laughs> what can we possibly say about this movie? This is uh, this is a very different from what we've been talking about so far. Yeah, we've we've been talking about good good. Yeah, you know, actually, like you know, legitimate. Well, yeah, well written. Uh, yeah, good, this one know. is not er- earning any Oscars, and it does no. not want to. Honestly, it does. It's not meant to. I don't know. I don't know if this movie would make anyone's uh, list of the greatest movies of all time. You know, mm-hmm. certainly wouldn't make mine. Uh, but no. But but it, but, but it is a good time. It yeah. is funny for uh, for what it is. So uh, we are, of course, talking about uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist, uh, which Kung is Kung Pao Enter the Fist, which is a uh, satire of basically the like kung fu movies from the 1970s mm-hmm. you know kind of that time period and it's poking fun at that uh, but also bringing in contemporary references as well contemporary yes. for the time because uh, the mm-hmm. movie was released on January 25th uh, 2002 
uh, which it's yeah, it's hard to believe. Actually, I mean that doesn't seem that's, like that long ago, but I mean it's twenty one twenty one years ago now. Uh, so it has been a long time. But uh, twenty one years. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And that's that's way to make good. us feel old. I know. That's like, you know, that's almost in that you know classic uh status you know like 25 years i think is supposed to be like the mark of of a classic but anyway oh, man. Uh, so it, it uh it, it's uh definitely uh a, a spoof and is not at all intended to be uh serious uh but the film was uh, written and directed by steve odekirk and uh starring steve odekirk jennifer tongue and leo lee uh, something that I thought was interesting that I didn't actually know until I read some of the uh, trivia behind the scenes stuff on the movie mm. was that Steve Odekirk actually uh, because it's if you know anything about those old kung fu movies the uh, because typically they were like shot in like Japan or China and and uh, if most of the actors were not American and so they didn't speak English, and so their uh, lines were usually dubbed later by hmm. American actors yeah. speaking with a usually with a very bad oh, uh, Asian accent. So you didn't know that it was him doing the voices. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like I didn't realize he actually does the voices for every character in the movie except for uh, Wo, which is hmm. Jennifer Tung's character. Yeah. She did her own dubbing on that. And uh, and it and it's of course it's as you watch the movie it's it's obvious you know that that you know that he's uh, you know doing all these different voices and everything but yeah. it's really funny so you know he even does the even does the women even does the, the voices for them uh, but yeah it's uh, <laughs> well, what, what was the the what was the girl's name oh um, love interest there uh, hang on let me. Uh, the name escapes me. Uh, I will find it here in just a second. Uh, but, yeah, th- this is one of those movies that, you know, it's like some people, I think there's a there's a segment of the viewing population that does not entirely understand satire and the yeah. way that it's supposed to work. Yeah. Um, and so they don't like, make very many satire movies anymore either. No, um, and, and and there are plenty of really good ones out mm-hmm. there. Uh, Airplane comes to mind. That's a really yep. good one. Uh, the Naked Gun movies. Naked Gun. Uh, the Austin Powers movies uh, uh, are the, like that. The first two uh, scary movies were good. The the rest were bad. Yeah. Uh, Ling uh, Ling 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 is the, Ling Ling. Is the love interest, and she got. <laughs> She does this. She does this thing where she just like uh, randomly like makes these noises oh. like after she. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the, what the hell was that? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you can sometimes you can show a movie like this to somebody and they just don't get it. They're just mm. like, this is so stupid, you know. And it's like yeah. it's supposed to be like they are. They are not trying to. Uh, to make a serious movie here, it is it is intentionally bad, uh, <laughs> but then that's what makes it funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's um, oh the the hilarity of it. I mean, even even the pup, like the 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 CGI, the uh, the in the very beginning. Let's start with the beginning. The the baby doll. Yeah. The baby so doll. 
So the the, the premise of the movie is that uh, the you know the star of, of the movie Steve Odekirk yeah, is playing it goes with the cliche uh, chosen one. Yeah. Ash, the, uh, cliche yeah right that there's like you know he's a he's a martial arts master and that that he was born this way uh you know you never really learn his actual name they just prefer they just refer to him in the whole movie as the chosen one and so he's you know there's a flashback in the beginning and where he's uh, an infant and these guys break into uh, his home and murder his parents in front of him and uh, and then he starts fending off yeah. uh, these guys by himself as as a, as a baby. He's like, you know, what's interesting baby. is that baby has really good memory. Yeah, yeah. To the fact that that uh, he would remember them, their faces uh, yeah. as as an adult later on. But yeah, it's uh, right away we get this like ridiculous scene where you know the this baby is like you know is d- doing uh, flips through the air and like k- and kicking these guys and uh, and then eventually he uh, he rolls down a, a hill and just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling and it's but it's clearly a, a doll. It's a really bad uh, doll looking doll, but it's very obvious, very very yeah. obvious. They, uh, at one point, uh, this one lady comes by and it's like, oh. Yeah, Picture and she's up. like, "Oh, it's so cute," you know. And then she puts him down and <laughs> keeps rolling him down the hill. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, and uh, just a lot, of, a lot of really uh, terrible uh, jokes like that in there. But like I said, they're 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 not trying to hide it. Like most yeah. most movies would, you know, if they were going to use like a dummy or something like that, they try to disguise it so that mm-hmm. you don't realize that it's a dummy. But in this case, they want they want. Everything that's bad about the movie, they want it to be completely obvious. I'd say this movie, in particular, really shows our sense of humor, y- yours and mine. Like, uh, yeah, we, we, it was like we certainly we can appreciate uh, the, the ridiculous, appreciate good, you know, really good movies. But yeah. but but there's a part of us that I don't know, maybe the uh, maybe the twelve year old in us or whatever, <laughs> the childish part of us that still appreciates these kinds of movies too. Yeah. You're like you're just it, it's you're laughing at uh, at at you know stupid humor and and here's here's an interesting thing I don't think many people know is that you can learn from a bad movie. Like yeah. watch the bad movies too, you know. I'm um, not saying that this is a bad movie. I mean, it's a bad movie, but it's intended to be bad. Right. Then there, then there's, there's the movies a that are bad that are not. The, yeah, that they the, actually yeah. are trying to be serious, but yeah. it, but it's just the, the, terrible. The Tommy Wiseau movie, The Room, comes to mind. Uh, that one was intended to be good. It was not very good. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you kind of have to put movies like this in their own uh, cate- in their own category. Bubble. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but but it is funny. I mean, it, it's uh, there's there are definitely some just laugh out loud uh, moments in there, particularly when they choose to um, they choose to take advantage of of the dubbing like the dialogue mm, and like mm-hmm. uh you know like they just it's like sometimes they're just throwing stuff in there that has nothing to do whatsoever uh with with the scene um which is uh, which is hilarious but uh but they also they they shot the movie uh you know they they were trying to give it uh like a an older 
uh, look to it. So the film at times uh, has kind of a grainy mm-hmm. look to it or uh, sometimes out of focus Yeah, uh, because they wanted to make it look like it was could have been filmed in like the 70s. Well, or something. they also had to match the movie that they used in the background, too. Oh, right. Um, there, the, the name of that movie, it was a, it was a movie that they used for the, and they just green screened Steve Odenkirk and some of the, and the, the one actress that had the one boob, um, into the movie. So those were, oh, and the guy that had the, the stereo. Yeah. They, they were all like actual actors, not part, you know, And you and you got to see that a little bit uh, at in the end credits when they showed uh, the outtakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. They they showed uh, how they did that with like the the green screen and everything, where they basically just put you know, put the actors' heads on uh, on the original actors' bodies or whatever. And and uh, and like I said, sometimes that was extremely obvious. Uh, that, you know that they were doing that, and other times it wasn't. But. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, you know there's there's a lot of just completely ridiculous uh, moments in the film, like when he has to uh, fight the cow. You mm. know, there's a <laughs> there's a kung fu uh, fighting cow, and then there's like a, a hilarious mixture of CGI and practical effects mm-hmm. and and things there that uh, that really makes that uh, that scene work. Shoot, and. Um Oh, and the the voice he uses for the villain, like the I forget what the villain's original name was, but halfway through the movie, he's like, "You can call me Betty." So he, <laughs> but isn't Betty a girl's name? It was uh, a <laughs> master Master Pain. Master was, Pain, was the, yeah. yeah, very his original nick- name. <laughs> but his nickname uh, was was Betty, and uh, and he kind of has this uh, annoying sort of voice, Leo, like uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like very kind of whiny and, uh, but it just it, it, and occasionally the the uh, he'll uh, look at some like just say some random stuff like hmm fish swan right <laughs> again it's like stuff that has nothing oh, and, to do with the scene and, and when and this is like the perfect like editing like here's the thing when a director is making. A movie or whatever like that they want to be very particular and everything like that this movie is not perfect at all no and, and it, it, as a matter of fact there's a scene where uh where they cut the scene and they must have used a different clip from the movie so the bright idea there yeah. was uh i am a magic magician your shirt is red what right. the next <laughs> <It's red. laughs> so whenever it interchanges he's like i'm a magician Ah, your shirt is black now. Yeah, I caught that. It was, like, it was funny, and uh, and there were several shots. Uh, with the the editing is intentionally bad in this movie too. Yeah. So so shots don't match up. Like they don't line up. You know, like uh, where normally, like if you're like if you're doing an over the shoulder shot or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, you want the the camera angles to kind of uh, line up. Yeah, but in this one, it's it's an intentional, like you know, like in one shot, you know, like they're doing a close up on an actor, and maybe he'll be like, uh, like he'll be like maybe to the right, slightly to the right side of the frame, mm-hmm. and then they cut away to somebody else, and when you come back, 
like he's he's turned in a completely different direction <laughs> you know it's like that kind of thing uh, but again it's all done for laughs it's all done uh with with intention and uh there there are some times too when you can tell that uh, that they used like stand-ins mm-hmm. when it's when it wasn't like steve odekirk's like it wasn't his back you know yeah. it was like another actor and, and it's like they they sprinkled those things in there uh randomly just just to uh get i think an extra uh you know laugh and it seems like that's not even the same actor yeah <laughs> sometimes they even did it sometimes they even changed the actor like even if they were facing the camera mm-hmm. there was a couple times when i noticed that oh, yeah. it was like i was like that's a completely different <laughs> actor in that shot i guess they wanted to see if anybody would catch that or not but uh, oh and the thing about the chosen one here here's the thing about the chosen one his tongue is what makes him the chosen one right and it it's a little creepy it is like his, his like even even the master he's like the, the the chosen one will have the mark of the chosen one. What, show us the mark, and he shows his tongue. Yeah, he sticks his tongue out, and it's like, and he's like, "What the hell is that thing?" <laughs> yeah, his, his, put that his, thing away. His tongue, his tongue has has its own like <laughs> eyes and mouth and everything, and it and it talks. You and, know? And the, funny, the funniest thing too is that the master he's a uh, he's a little bit creepy too. Yeah. Like, like he's rubbing he's, this guy. He's a little pervy, yeah. yeah. Like, he, the, yeah. This feels good. This feels good. No stuff. It's like, no stuff. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that, that scene in particular, I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is just, they just wanted to, like, to use this to, for something completely, uh, completely different than, you know. In the actual movie, if that's in the actual movie, it probably doesn't, it's probably not intended to be that way. No. And then, uh, and then, and then Steve Odekirk's like, that, that's just too funny. I, I'm, I'm right. using We're it. We're just going to use some, throw some different dialogue in there and make it seem like he's, you know, he's yeah. like, uh, coming on to, to the guy or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, uh, it, it's his wound didn't close properly. I want you to know that. Yeah, <laughs> it was still open basically, and this guy's like he's like pressing on his pressing on his chest, like rubbing on it, and he's like, he's like no, no, it still hurts. And he's like, no, it's it's good, it's good. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's you know it's very funny uh for for what it is and uh you know like i said it's sort of filmed in in you know an older style but yet there's a lot of contemporary or you know semi-contemporary references in there some of the ones that i picked up on um it was uh, the matrix you know, there was a very, very obvious reference to the Matrix in there, where but instead, where they do the, where he it does, the, where he does the back, the back bend thing, yeah, but instead, yeah, but he's of, dodging inst- milk, yeah, <laughs> instead of dodging bullets, he's dodging milk from the Kung Fu cow. Um, <laughs> there was a, uh, there was a, a, a Lion King uh, reference uh, in there when he has when the uh when oh, he sees the yes. vision the, the vision of the lion who's yeah, like the I, I forget what the what they named the lion there but it was similar to mufasa it was yeah because yeah. when he because when he appears in the clouds and starts talking to the chosen one he even says at first he says simba 
<laughs> you know? yeah. So it was like so, a, an obvious. Uh, no, I'm the chosen one. Yeah. It's like an obvious oh. <laughs> reference, yeah. Uh, and they talk. He even it talks about. Uh, he starts to say this, like you think he's going to say the circle of life, but he's mm-hmm. like it's part of the circle of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then I caught. I didn't know if you noticed this or not, but this is more of a you know, definitely more of a dated reference, but. For those who are familiar with the Andy Griffith show, uh, at one point near the beginning of the movie, there's a, a guy that comes running in uh, to to warn uh, the chosen one about something, and but he's clearly like the voice that he used for that character is totally out of place. It's not he doesn't speak with an Asian accent or anything. He sounds like Barney Fife. Like it's totally huh. like a. I totally like, missed that. You know, he's like, oh, there's you know somebody's 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 coming and it's really bad. You know, it's like he's he's totally <laughs> oh, like talking yeah, like he's basically like, he's, he's oh, basically doing yeah. like a Don Knotts like impression there, and it's totally <laughs> totally out of place and like. Uh, I I remembered now. Yeah, I didn't think of it at the time, but yeah, it does mm-hmm. totally sound like Barney Fife. Yeah, and uh, so I so I caught that little little uh, joke in there. Uh, they tease the, a sequel at the end too, but that that's oh, never right, going to yeah. happen. And the, yeah, and that that was probably it was just intentional a joke. as well. Yeah, yeah, they never intended to make a sequel. Uh, and there are some other references in there too, like as like as far as the music uh, that is used. Oh yeah. Rather than rather than being background music, it's actually like used as a part of the scene. Like there's a guy that has a has a carries a boombox on his mm-hmm. shoulder and will just start playing, you know, music like during these fight scenes. So yeah. there's MC and, Hammer. Yeah, he's, uh, he he can't touch Betty. This. Yeah, he works with Betty too, yeah. the villain. Black Betty. Mm-hmm. That's another song that oh, they used. Oh, Betty. Bam, yeah. and, the, and then he's like, uh, at one point the master's dying. He says, he says, please be mindful of his music when he plays yeah. <laughs> Baby got back <laughs> by Sir Mix a lot. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, you know uh, you know contemporary like musical references and stuff in there, and they they find a way to incorporate that into the scenes in a pretty hilarious way. Uh, and then there's a little bit of uh, product placement uh, in mm. there too. I saw uh, yeah, and Hooters. It, it, it makes makes fun of it too. Is yeah. It? Uh, the Hooters, uh, and, Taco, uh, Taco Bell. Bell, yeah, well, Taco Bell, Taco Bell, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, please, but, but Taco Bell. <laughs> and then there's the little line that uh, um, that the lion says that the like before he fades out. He says, he says, this is CNN. Oh, yeah. This is CNN. So, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, modern, uh, modern references and jokes and stuff in there. It's pretty funny. Mm. Um but yeah, it. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it like I said, it, it's uh, you know, it's an enjoyable movie. You know, if you if you really like, you know, that kind of uh, yeah. If if you're in the mood for something where you just don't want to think, yeah, then this is the movie for you. Um, again, just like Tenet, I probably wouldn't watch this movie on acid, but. Um, <laughs> But because it probably feels like you're on acid when you're watching it, um, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of feels a little bit like a a fever dream or something. <laughs> like you know, it's like where did they come up with this stuff? What in the world? Yeah, it's um, it's one of those movies where I mean, I love 
I love movies like this. Um, as a matter of fact, when I'm writing comedy, I mean, none of my comedies, well, I can't say that they're not satires. Uh, but there's probably a little bit of satiring uh, here and there when I'm doing a comedy, isn't it? Yeah, maybe a little um, bit sprinkled in there. But um, it is uh, very funny. Uh, I, I enjoy the hilarity of things where you go, what? Because I find it just completely funny when you catch the people off guard and you're like, and I can tell when I have the, the perfect line that's just hilarious because I'll end up laughing while I'm writing. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you do the same too when you're yeah, some, typing something. It's like <laughs> it's like sometimes yeah you just you just know yeah because you can you can envision the character saying that mm-hmm. out loud and you're like oh this is gonna be good like this oh, is gonna, I, w- this I wish is we had gotten laugh. to film some of the scenes for Incentive to Kill that I thought were like the best. But we never got to film the f- most funniest scenes honestly. Oh no, it, it, it which is really a shame because uh, it, it's such a such a good movie and and you know talking about you know dylan's writing and uh and how he's just such a you know a unique uh filmmaker but uh but there there was a little bit of that you know because it was an action film but there there was a little bit of that oddball humor like where did that come from Mm, it's mm. like totally stupid like uh like like the scene that comes to mind for me is is when uh when steve and um Oh gosh, it's it's been so long now since I've read the script. But Ivana's character, mm-hmm. um, which is supposed to be Steve's wife, uh, Nora, Nora, right? When they're fighting in the kitchen, and and she and she kicks him in the balls, and he says, and he says, <laughs> he says, "Oh my ovaries," or something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, did, did he really just say that? What? Like, what? It's, is he that stupid? You know, does he really think he has ovaries, or is it just a, or is it just a stupid one-off? You know, kind of. I, I really, joke? I mean, that scene has a lot of funny lines. Honestly, I love the scene where he's like, uh, he, he's he just had breakfast and he's eating breakfast and he realized he just got poisoned. He's like, "You poisoned my omelet, you!" <laughs> and he just turns to like. He turns to the camera and he says, "I'm sorry, mom, but because I'm sure my mom's going to hear this. Uh, most important, the meal of the day, my ass." Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of there was a lot of really great uh, jokes in that script, and uh, it's unfortunate that that we didn't get to uh, film. Maybe it, one day. But maybe, maybe one, one day. day. It's you know we're not gonna not gonna count that count that out. You know, it just no. it's really just comes down to. Uh, the money, like most things do in this business, and mm-hmm. uh, and for something like that, you really want to be able to do it right. You know, yeah. you don't want to just. It was the same thing with with my film. You know, I I didn't want to do it unless I could get the money to do it right. And and uh, and when you were going to direct and star in it, just like uh, he was. Uh, he right. did in this movie. Uh, Steve Odenkirk, uh, like he pulled a, a double duty on that. And uh, that is a, quite the challenge to actually do that too. Oh yeah, it's uh, when you have to wear so many hats uh, on a film. It's like, you know, on the one hand, uh, you you can you can you're, do you're, you're in control. You know, you, yeah, you, you you have the creative. Yeah, you have creative control, but you know the the bad part of that is is that when you're doing so many, when you're doing all these different jobs. Mm-hmm. It can get overwhelming. Something, something is probably going to suffer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and it's especially true when you're the skeleton crew like like i've tended to be uh and it is noticeable in some of the shorts that i've done where something suffers like okay so say if i'm focused on the camera work then the actor there there's the actor's not getting his you know and uh I feel like I'm more of an actor's director type person. I, I tend to focus more so on the actor, I think. Do I? Yeah, I okay. think so. Like, um, you know, everybody kind of approaches that in a different way. And some, you know, some directors, I feel like they really get caught up in watching their actors, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the moment, whereas others will watch uh, the monitor. They'll mm-hmm. watch the camera because they are focused on the final vision like mm-hmm. you know how how does it actually look on the screen because this is what ever you know audiences are going to be seeing if i can find the perfect balance with that because uh, clearly the camera when i'm doing the when i'm focused on the actor the camera is going to go and i think that's yeah. when you have to you have to trust your actors for one thing and and mm-hmm. you, and, and you also but more more than that you have to trust uh, your cinematographer Yes. If, you're, if you're if you're going to watch the actor and not watch you know what's going on in the lens, you really have to trust that your cinematographer is carrying out uh, your vision because you know you don't want to get in the editing room and then and then be like oh gosh you know I didn't know I didn't know it looked like that you mm-hmm. know like it's not which which you know, I have done before because uh, we've made the deed like uh, three times mm-hmm. actually no four times. Because there was that one time that didn't that it just fell through and we never finished it. Right. And then there's the 2.01, which uh, didn't look as didn't didn't feel up to, to par. So we I really wanted to do the dialogue version, and I think we finally done it right. Yeah, the dialogue version of it. I still like the original. The dialogue version I also like too. They're they're nice little yeah. uh, pieces together. Different, yeah, different uh, take on it, but. Um, um, yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like I would be more of the uh, watching watching the monitor type of mm-hmm. director mm-hmm. because I mean you're still you're still watching the performances that way you yeah. know but for me because I because I am such a a visual person visually oriented and just knowing the way that I like to watch movies. Um, I think that would be that would you know I would want to see it within that that frame i would want to see exactly how it's going to look um you know on the screen because uh, and and you can also tell you know are the because sometimes an actor's performance you know if you're just watching them and not really watching the camera you know it it might not translate the same way to film so you kind of want to know are their performances coming across mm. the way you want them to yeah. on camera? Because yeah. maybe the camera is not picking up something that you really want wanted to see, uh, you know. And so I don't know. I think it's just a different, you know, a, a different way to because because the because the lens is only going to be focused on you know on one thing at a time. Whereas if you're just kind of watching the actors live. Um, you know, it, it might it might look good to you in the moment, but then but then you notice that the camera didn't capture that. You know, so mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a just a difference in 
and styles and what what works for uh, for different directors. But yeah, uh, I mean, there uh, there's different types of directors and there's different types of actors. Um, we've we've touched base on that in the beginning there about uh, the actors there being different types of actors as well. Like for instance, you are the type of actor who needs time to actually get into character you need a few more takes yeah. now and uh, i don't know if do you like do you like rehearsals i yeah i think they can, i think they can be helpful especially uh, yeah. for someone for someone like me because i you know i am not a I, i'm not really a sometimes i can be but i'm typically not a one take mm-hmm. uh, actor because i find that especially when you're just yeah. starting like maybe it's your first first few shots of the film you're still really trying to get into this character mm-hmm. and so sometimes it takes me a little bit to warm up to that yeah. or, or to find things that are really working I, I do know that some actors are not uh rehearsal people i mean you've you've heard about them there's there's people in hollywood that are like i don't do rehearsal forget that yeah a spur of the moment type of thing um <clears throat> but um I wonder what rehearsal is like for a movie like this, for Kung Pao. Oh gosh, I mean because there because there are so many different elements at work mm-hmm. there. There has to be rehearsals to, with that. Yeah, because you're because you're working with a green, green screen, and so your your movements have to be timed very mm-hmm. specifically in order to match up uh, with those shots. Because not only is it green screen, but they're also cropping a person into another film. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of uh, moving parts uh, with with a movie like that. So it's a little bit more uh, complicated. But uh, but yeah, I think rehearsal can definitely come in handy uh, for someone who does need to warm up a little bit. So that you know, ideally, when the camera starts rolling, then you know you're ready to go. As mm. opposed to you don't want to, you know, you don't want to kind of be finding that stuff in you know in the midst of uh of filming and then suddenly the director decides like they've got enough you know coverage on that and it's like okay that's good you know let's mm-hmm. you know uh you know that's uh that's a cut and a print and yeah. and then and then you're sitting there like well i could have done that better like mm-hmm. then, you know but but it's not up to you you know it's up yeah. to the director and like so and so. it's funny because uh, because as a director i will often go back ah yes that's the question i want to ask uh, a, a, a an actual film director eventually there uh i'm sure that the, the answer is yes um but um you know going back in because you would want to go back and do it again that performance and then uh, sometimes when i'm going back and looking at a film i'm like man i should have done that shot i should have done this i should have uh, i should have asked the asked the actor to do this kind of performance you know but i'd say he probably had an easier time steve odenkirk did with kung pao with uh figuring that out because he was he was only dealing with maybe like one or two actors and himself yeah yeah probably a little bit a little bit easier to do that but um i was going to ask you what uh what was it in particular that drew you to this movie like you know was it something that um you know you had seen a long time ago and when was just i i saw it um, 
it probably wasn't too far off from when it actually came out because I saw it back in like early 2000s. Mm. I was so 2000. I'm thinking it was probably 2003. When when was, was it? it? Was 2002. I did not see it in theaters, so it was definitely on the TV when yeah. I watched it. Uh, so it, it was probably 2003. Yeah. Uh, and that that time I was probably 10 years. No, 2003. Yeah, it would have been like 10. 10. Yeah. Um, so obviously the child in me loved it. Yeah. Uh, the ridiculousness of it, 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 it was, it was perfect. Uh, cause it's got, it, it's a very childish humor. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And that, that was one of the things that, uh, that Cynthia had said, uh, my wife about the uh, film, cause we were watching it last night and, and, you know, she was like, this seems like something that a kid would watch. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. I'm like, it's, it's because there, there are like, there is adult humor. Like there is, mm, there are yeah. mature themes in there, but yeah. it's done in a, it's done in a very childish sort yeah. of fashion. Very, yeah. Like, like sort uh, of pre, pre adolescent or adolescent humor. Per, per, oh yeah. And, and definitely when it gets into the, uh, adult humor there, it's kind of, Teen adult humor. Yeah. So yeah. it's not even adult, it's teen. So, yeah, it'd be like a preteen to teens probably would be the ones the, that actually kind of love the, this movie. The target yeah. demographic. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but again, it, it, is, it is funny, like I said, if you're just looking for pure escapism and like you really just don't want to have to think about anything, you can just sit there and, and laugh at something that's completely ridiculous and stupid. Then, you know, this, this is a good, a good movie, uh, for that. And, uh, so definitely, uh, check it out, uh, when you get a chance. I know that it's streaming on prime and, uh, also is available on DVD and not sure if it's available on Blu-ray or not. I don't know. If it's I don't think Blu-ray. it is it probably not. Cause it's yeah. not, you know, it's, it's, it's not, not uh, it's not considered important enough. Right, but uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, like I said, it's at least uh, worth a watch just for something a little bit different and uh, you know just goofy and and uh, you know not not every movie has to be um, has to be. It doesn't Academy have to be Award. a yeah. You <laughs> don't have to be Quentin Tarantino. You don't have to be uh, Steven Spielberg or yeah. any of them. You can definitely enjoy the enjoy the the stupid and childish mm-hmm. stuff too because we're and that, that's the beauty of of film i find is that uh especially uh, especially in the indie market i find that some of the directors and stuff like that take things too seriously yeah um i've seen some of these indie movies don't take it too seriously yeah you got to be able to laugh at yourself and uh and laugh at at, at others too because sometimes it's just funny is just funny you know mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, anyway, we're just about out of time for today. Uh, but, uh, as always just want to remind everybody, uh, to be sure to subscribe, uh, like, and share to our YouTube channel. Please. Yes. Uh, we definitely, we need, uh, you know, need all the subscribers we can get. Mm-hmm. Anything helps. Um, please do uh, tell us what we can improve on, what you'd like to yes. see. Yeah, we would definitely love to hear from you all. You can leave your comments for us, uh, you know, uh, down below in the in the uh, you know the comments on the on each episode, and uh, you can also comment on our socials. 
or you can email us uh, on our official podcast email, uh, Cox at gmail.com. But we definitely want to hear your feedback uh, because that just helps us to determine, uh, you know, where to go from here and uh, maybe to get an idea of what you all would like to hear us uh, talk about uh, on the podcast. And uh, we've, you know, we've got no shortage of, of topics that we can talk about uh, for sure, but... Uh, but clearly, clearly we, want, we, we will wanna... go the mile and actually talk about things that are not popular. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Where it's not going to be, you know, it, they're not even necessarily all going to be things that that we like or or, or enjoy or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, you kind of take the take the good with the bad there. Uh, but uh, when you uh, subscribe on YouTube, be sure that you tap that little bell icon uh, so that you receive the notifications whenever new content or episodes are posted. Um, again, go and follow us on our socials. We're pretty much on all of the major uh, social media platforms, and uh, we will have those links available for you on the bottom of your screen. Uh, as well as down below in the video's description and uh, in the closing credits of every episode. So there's no way you can miss them. I think uh, it should be said that with the Patreon page, we we would, uh, if we had any Patreons, any uh, people that would support us through that, uh, we would add your names in the end credits too. Yes, that is one of the benefits that we offer on there, and uh, and it's and it's not very much. Uh, you know, it's you don't really have to contribute a lot to mm-hmm. get that uh, that perk. Uh, and if if you do support us even further, we will even mention you. Yes, you'll get a verbal shout out. Uh, you know, before we close uh, the episode for that so. week, and so. Uh, just, so, just thought I'd mention a yeah. few perks there. Yeah, so. I'm just throwing that in out case there, you seen. and and, uh, and and that does, you know, that that kind of thing does, uh, you know, mean a lot to to people. You know, being able to get to get credit for that, and we we want to give you credit for that. You know, if you're going to contribute towards the podcast, and we want to make sure that you're recognized for that. Um, and uh, and and you know, speaking of that uh, Patreon page, be sure to go and check that out and and see some of the other benefits. Uh, that we're offering there and uh, you know we think we've got some pretty cool stuff there for now and hopefully in the future uh, we can offer you even more Uh, but that's really going to depend on on you all you know we need your support and um, you know the the you know the more that uh, the more that we that we have you know the more that we can uh, offer you and and uh, so that's that's our hope is that we'll just you know continue getting uh, bigger and better uh, from here so that we can deliver you the best possible uh, podcast uh, every single week. Uh, next week, uh, next week we are going to be doing our uh, next uh, celebrity profile. Wow. Uh, our, uh, our episode on Dan Aykroyd proved to be very popular. It actually, so far, has been our most popular uh, episode so uh, we thank you for that, uh, but uh, we want to continue doing more of those celebrity profiles because obviously you guys yeah. uh, really really like that, and uh, I think next uh, next week's is going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the talented uh, Charlize Theron, and uh, so we're looking one of forward. my favorite actresses. Honestly, she's really good. Yeah, and she's uh, kind of. Um, multi uh, multifaceted uh, mm-hmm. you know she's she's a bit of a 
Uh, she'll play someone that's a bit of a bit of a chameleon in that way that yeah. she can play a lot of different types of roles and same same uh, with Sigourney Weaver I'd say yeah and very convincing and and mm. whether it's whether it's drama comedy you know action, action. Mm. yeah so she can pretty much uh, do it all so we're looking forward to that and uh, we certainly hope that you'll join us next week uh, but until then be good to yourselves and we'll see you next time. Dipstick.